Did you lose at Plinko yesterday? (laughs) 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 All right, everybody. Hello. Good day. Welcome to... uh Content Painting Studios. We are Jake and Patrick. We are doing the Blindsided Podcast. And today we have a special guest named Marcus Cardwell. Uh, as always, if you like what you've heard before, uh, please rate us or give us reviews or feedback and comment comments on our, our stuff. We'd love to hear from you. And be honest if it's, you know, like I don't want to be one of those, we don't want to be with those people who are like, yeah, give us a five-star review. It'd be great. Be honest. Let us know what's up. Yeah. yeah. I'm a complete I've egomaniac. I've been mix. telling our other podcast people, um, even the guests who just go to iTunes and pretend like it's Yelp and tell, tell us what you actually thought about the show yeah. as if like you were trying to Have order you- food. Or yeah, <laughs> any, anything to... It's cold. Right. It yes. took an hour to get here. Right. Our, our waiter wouldn't stop asking us questions. And that, that's Travis, our, our lovely yes. producer. Hey, yo. Yeah, creepy as hell. <laughs> anyway, so today we have a special topic for you. We're going to talk about... Um, being born blind versus losing your sight later on in life. Uh, so we've got uh, Patrick, uh, my co-host. Top of the podcast to you. Yes. That. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Patrick was born totally blind. So he's never seen. He doesn't know what it's like. And Marcus here, our guest, um, has lost his sight later on as he's gone on through life. I'm the visiting team. Yeah, yes. something like that. Patrick's the home team. This is going to be arm wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like a high school football game all over again. Right? Yes. Uh, so first, before we start, though, uh, Marcus, how about you tell us about yourself, kind of what you do? Uh, you do a lot of things around town, and music especially. So kind of talk about, kind of, give us kind of your backstory and kind of how you got here and what you do here and what you do now. Oh, you know, the, low, the lowdown. Well, um, I am... 45. I am from East Texas. I got to Austin. (laughs) I got to Austin when I was a kid, attended the school for the blind because I was visually impaired. Um, Went away to study music. Um, Awesome. Went on the road, did some crazy, the music stuff, the kind of stuff that you read books about. Wow. And, uh, came back to Austin amongst the eye trouble. And just when that happened, I thought Austin is the place that I need to be. So came back here to kind of adjust and cope at first, but then was like, oh, I think I need to stay here. This place is pretty cool. Did you have some sight when you came back or was it, was it all gone? It was on its way out. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. It, it, uh, so when I first came back, I was in kind of a bad way and then, Ended up making it good. Well, you know, why don't you give us one of your awesome music music stories that you read about in books? Tell us one. Yeah. Um, awesome music stories that you read about in books? That you mentioned, yeah. Uh, well, hmm, there's tons of them, but I can tell you once me and a couple of members of the band, or me and one of the members of the band, had um, left to go score some weed. Is, it, is this okay? That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We You're went to score some weed. And then on the way back, um, it's raining and we're driving through the bad section of town. 
And uh, my friend says, hey, there's a Lincoln following us, man. So he steps on the gas and starts trying to lose this tail. And it turns out to be a cop. So the cop pulls us over and I've got a huge bag of weed in my shoe. And like the cop comes up and she's uh, a black woman, you know, and uh, she's pretty stern with us. She's like, what are you doing around here? Queen Latifah? No, no, not as cool as that. <laughs> but uh, she was like, "What are you doing in this area of the neighborhood?" And he's like, "Uh, uh, I'm I'm going to to uh my girlfriend's house." And she's like, "Your girlfriends live in Southside Projects." We're like, "Yeah." <laughs> so she says, "Well, get out of here." You know, she doesn't have time to deal with you know us, right? So we pull out and are about to make a left turn, and we hear this whoop whoop, and she's like. You're in the wrong lane. You're in the left lane. So like, you know, he, he was in the wrong way. He was going the wrong way. So we leave there, uh, drop acid, and then go over to hang out with these chicks. And we're downstairs in their house while their parents are upstairs asleep, and we're on acid. And um, you know, this is what you read about in books. Did I have like this awesome? orgy with these two crazy chicks <laughs> no I ended up having a conversation with a puppy like a little puppy little little six week old puppy can we puppy. scrap you this guest and get a new one you <laughs> didn't have the orgy with the puppy so I think you're <laughs> no, good to go no I didn't okay. have the orgy with the puppy I had a conversation <laughs> Meanwhile, when it I, could be worse <laughs> so, what, so wait what, did the cops show up and hang out with you guys yeah or? yeah no <sighs> that ass no we, we left them behind that was only that one that one crazy cop this is bullshit anyway uh <laughs> So what was the band you were in at the time? It was called Midnight Rain. It was a jam slash blues slash hippie kind of Grateful Deadish band right. that it was together when, you know, Fish and Blues Traveler and, and um, uh. all those jam bands were becoming popular. <clears throat> if we had stayed with that band, we'd be right in that circle, I think. But um, we were really young and really stupid. And He's didn't, still stupid. We didn't know what the hell we were doing, so that's why we didn't stay together as a band. Well, tell us about some of the bands that you're in now. You're in a lot of projects, I know. Um, yes, I play with a wedding band, corporate function band called Argyles, that's been around since the '80s. Um, I play with a jazz fusion funk band called Doctor Darkness. Um, cool. I play with Blue Mist occasionally that you guys may have mentioned on this podcast. I don't yeah. know. I think we have actually. Yeah, um, I play with Akeena Adderley and the Vintage Playboys. Um, I play with CJ Edwards and the Funk Fellowship. Um, mostly saxophone, a little bass, nice. whatever people are going to pay me to play, I'll play. And uh, yeah. Yeah, actually, so it's funny because we were mentioning, you know, Patrick, we talked about we talked with, with Karen last week or mm -hmm. the last podcast and we mentioned his brother Owen and actually um, Marcus plays in Dr. Darkness. And uh, one of the guys from that band knows of Owen from opposite day. Now he's nice. a drummer for opposite day, which is awesome. <clears throat> so I guess the, the jazz community is a bit, is a bit small, you know? Where do yeah. I know opposite day from? I think my buddy Travis d does Owen. Did you say he plays drums? Owen mm -hmm. plays drums for them now. Uh, okay. My buddy Travis used to play drums for opposite day. Mm -hmm. I think, I think that's the name. 
Is there just 80,000 people in this town named Travis? That's a really popular. Mm. Yeah, oh, Travis's. <laughs> Travis. Yes. Travis, change your name. Well, yeah. And go. Let me tell you something, Travis. <laughs> You're cooler than my buddy Travis. <laughs> oh, and, there and, you go. And if he hears me say that, he might die. Maybe mm. we'll get, no, he won't. Oh. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get more ratings. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, so basically, virtually sax and sit in, in bass sometimes too, correct? Sax, bass, yes. Okay, cool. And occasionally, oh yeah, I do the Broadway musical thing for the Adderley School once a year. So that's how I get my bassoon and clarinet and all that nice. you know, stuffy stuff. What is the Adderley School? The <clears throat> Adderley School is an after-school Broadway immersion program that started in Santa Barbara, California with Akina's mother, Janet Adderley. And... Um, she brought it to Austin, so now we do have an Adderley school in Austin. I was wondering if it was related to Cannonball Adderley with the saxophone yes. type thing, but yeah, it, it, it is. Okay, awesome. Okay, just check. Great, mm -hmm. very cool. All right. Well, uh, is we'll we'll kind of ask in the end in the end, but see how we can kind of find you and get a hold of you if people want to find out where your shows are. Uh, sure. Maybe you've yeah. got a Facebook page or a website, but. We'll or so that that cop can track you down and finally bust you for the <laughs> shit you just admitted to. For 27 years ago. Yes. Yeah. We got him, boys. She's listening. I'm the, no the she The person is. not as cool as Queen Latifah. <laughs> right. She's going to beat your ass if she finds you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. So, yeah. So, let's talk about uh, blindness a little bit. Let's talk about... Uh, I don't see what you're talking about. Of course you don't. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Marcus, uh, so when did you lose your sight? Or when, when was it all gone? Um, well, my functional vision was gone between the ages of 23 and 25. Can we describe functional vision for people out there? Functional vision means vision that you can use to substitute for your hands. So um, being able to see a clock on the wall, being able to read a restaurant at a menu, being able to walk without a cane... Um, you know, being able to see how full a jar is when you're filling it up, just things that you use your vision for. That's functional vision. Like as, reading a label or like yes, a... Yes, mm -hmm. as opposed to your vision just being some cool trippy colors that you can see in your eyes. Because yeah. for the last, you know, year that I had vision, um, that was pretty much what it was. My vision didn't serve me any purpose except me being able to say, well, I can still see red and green a little bit. You know, it wasn't functional. That's what I mean. And Patrick, for you, like... I have what's called a LCA, Lieber's Congenital Amaurosis. Um, I remember Googling it at one point, and I think they made me do a project on it in school. I really don't know. It's something about, like, the rods or the cones in your eyes. Don't, basically, your retinas just fuck the shit. I think that's the proper <laughs> medical terminology. <laughs> and I just have fuck the shit-itis. I think um, I know somebody who has that. Actually, yes, yes. That's you. <laughs> yes. So um, it goes to the brain sometimes too. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, well, it's debatable whether that. Yeah, I'm sure that happened to me too. Um, as far as I had, I I have never had functional vision. I can see light as far as the brightness of it. Like I can't see shapes or colors in it. Like if the lights turn off, that's it. If the sun blows up, I'll be panicking and drinking for eight <laughs> minutes like everyone else. Um, that's really all I got. So yes, I have the only time my vision is ever functional is if like there's a, I don't know, like a big truck in front of me and it's about like a foot. And and that's usually, it's just like 
blocks out like truck, bam. So I still fucking run into it because well, I'm not paying by the attention time to light. You know so. that the sun has blown up. You <clears throat> won't have eight minutes anymore. Oh, really? It's like, oh, yeah, because the light has to. Okay, yeah. well, see, that's that's think, of like, think of like, okay, think of like, you, oh, you I'm getting my better, ass kicked over here. You just better yeah. hope that you were drinking for the eight minutes before exactly. that. Oh, Enjoy yeah, the eight yeah. minutes. Get to it. Yeah, yeah, straight <laughs> up. So basically, in Poltergeist, when they say come to the light, Caroline, Patrick, you can understand where, where to go. You can, if the light had to be really fucking bright. <laughs> Um, oh, and welcome. There's only been a few nights I've been called Carol Ann, and um, <laughs> first of all, you're like, I am not Carol Ann. I yes, I yes. Um, I, I think I had y'all's acid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, that's basically yeah. My my eyes um, basically is described to my parents as bad film in a camera. That mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, they noticed it when I was like what four months old, and I wasn't looking at shit, and they're like, hey, he's not lifting his head up. And I was like. Could just be because I'm lazy, but then they took me in and yeah, had so, shit wrong. Is there? Can you see that there's light on in this room? Uh, yeah, I can. I can. I can tell that. You know, I can vaguely tell the direction is up. I mean, I know it is because that's how light bulbs work. <laughs> you don't know where you're probably going. It's the to. opposite direction is the floor. Cool. Yeah, so, yeah. Which he's been on before. Yeah, every so often. Hey, I was on the floor this morning. Well, there you go. Uh-huh. See, drunkards, Mr. Functional Vision. <laughs> I, I told you I didn't have any yeah, functional business. That's been uh, 23 years. Man. Oh, that's right. Okay. Okay, so uh so Marcus, tell us about kind of the the adjusting process to losing your sight. What did you kind of go through? What did you feel? How did you kind of kind of get on board with well, you finally had to just take care of stuff cuz you're very independent. I mean, you're you're married, you have a nice house, you play music everywhere, you work, you go out socially. You can find the floor in an awful hurry. You can find the floor. <laughs> How long is this podcast again? <laughs> Some people will say long enough. Ha. Um, in short, um, hmm. in short, well, I thought that once I was losing my vision, that um, rather than slowly lose the ability to do the things I love, that I would just quit several things, go in my house, cry for about six months and come out a stronger person after that. It took a year and a half. And, um, so uh, there was a lot of anger and a lot of distrust. I mean, I don't want to get into anything too deep, too fast, but yeah, uh, having trouble believing things that I thought should be a certain way. And somebody who cited, for instance, says, no, it's not that way. You know, so that was a rough one. And um, as far as, you know, saying, well, this is the way it's going to be. When I was living in Boston for the second time is when I started to have cracks in my functional vision where I would screw up and like either run into something or accidentally run into someone and knock them over. Or somebody would go, what's your problem, buddy, on the street? And um, You're like, bitch, move. I can't see ha. I happened to have a cane, yeah. so I started using it. And I had asked for services um, from, I forgot what the uh, organization was called in Boston at the time. Maybe the Commission for the Blind? I don't remember. So a DARS type thing. DARS type thing, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But... Their budget up there in the 90s was not very good. So they were like, well, we could have some a volunteer come over and read your mail to you. And that was pretty much all they could wow. offer me because, you know, I wasn't trying to go through school, you know, through them. Um, so I just kind of 
had to go through that myself until I could get myself moved down to Texas. And there was a day that I remember where I was like, this, I, I just have to go to Texas. I just can't stay here. The city is dangerous uh, if you don't know how to handle yourself. You know, that the streets are jammed with asshole drivers. And um, I ended up going back later in 2003. I called it to pick up the piece of my spirit that I left behind, but I went back up there and had my friend who I was staying with drop me off at the intersection on the edge of my old neighborhood with my cane. And it was like, he's like, I need to go to work, man. What do you need me to, and I was like, just leave me here. Just go. You know, I went all over the neighborhood as a blind man. But before I left there, I had my cane and I walked around really slow and <clears throat> really nervous and, and, and inept and scared. And, uh, for about a month I had to do that before I had my stuff picked up and came down here and was using my cane as well down here. And I think it was maybe a week after I'd moved here, I'd walked down to the Seven Eleven. It was like a four or five block walk. And halfway on the way home, stepped into a ditch and my cane snapped in oh, half. Oh, just no. in half. Snap. I'm like, oh. So I just had to walk really, really slow to get home. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you know, these, and, and now I've even forgotten the actual question that you asked me. And I've, I've probably, <laughs> I'll probably not ask it. But these stories could last a long time. Well, and, it's a good one, though. It's, it's really uh, informative because. Yeah. You're in a city that you don't even know very well, and people are not very kind or helpful. Well, I knew Boston pretty well. Okay, so you I did. just didn't know how to navigate it as a blind, a blind person. Because mm-hmm. you came back to Boston. Okay, Right, because right. I went to Boston the first time as a sighted person, went to school for a couple of years, then went on the road, played with this band, then went back to Boston to finish school because I was sick of starving. And about <laughs> a year into it is when my vision started to crap out. And that's when I was, you know, I'd go fly back and forth from Texas to uh, uh, Boston and go to the eye doctor and would hope, you know, yeah, that it's going to be all right. They're going to figure out what's wrong, you know, and, and they're going to stop this vision loss or reverse it or whatever. This is what I'm thinking in my head. And then there was the one day in August, I believe it was, that I wake up in my apartment in Boston and just can't see nothing. This super dark hunter green nothing. And, um, as I, you know, got up and, you know, I, I, I learned skills from the blind because I went to the school for the blind. So I kind of knew not to just whack my head into everything, but, you know, start making my cereal and eating it. And my vision starts to kind of come back, but it's all jacked up looking like I'm staring through a glass of ginger ale. And I was like, man, I have to go to the eye doctor now. So I went to the retina people in Boston and said, I'm, I'm losing my vision. This is what's going on. I woke up blind this morning and they're like, ooh, and they got me in and they examined me and they're like, we don't know what's wrong with you. Your eyes are messed up anyway. So then I had to go to Texas to my retina specialist who'd seen me since I was a little kid. I was great when the doctors got, dude, I don't even fucking know. Yeah. This is crazy yeah. shit. <laughs> and you have fucked up eyes, man. And they had new equipment. These were <clears throat> Boston guys. So then I go to the <clears throat> country Louisiana guy, and he looks in my eye and goes, you are going to lose your vision. 
you're probably going to be blind by Christmas, you'll probably lose your eye altogether, and you need to be on the operating table in 24 hours. And grab and some like, gumbo on your way out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so that's when I was down here visiting for just such an appointment. In so not only do your eyes blow, but you know they're going to they're gonna die anyway, yeah, and you still got to be fucking operated on. That's got to be insane. You're going to lose them. Yeah. yeah. You're so, still going to lose them, and they still got to be surgically operated on. That's insane. Mm-hmm. And then so I was down here, and I'm like, well, I've got a semester of college to go to, and it starts in a week and a half. And he's like, you can't fly. You know, you have to be in surgery, but you can't be on an airplane. And I'm like, mm. and, you know, my girlfriend at the time was like, well, you can just stay with me. Everything will be okay. We had a long distance relationship going, but I was visiting her. She's like, everything will be fine. And um, so I stayed with her and put that poor woman through so much shit you know, just dealing with me and all the the baggage and crap. You, you were was, angry and hurt. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, the anger and the distrust and the hurt from losing the vision. And she dealt with more than she should have. But, uh, you know, we stayed together and uh, ended up getting married. And, you know, uh, it was the first part of my present Austin existence, you know, so. That's great. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it's Kind of intense. Oh yeah, yeah I would imagine. But look at you now. It's like you've got you. Like I said, you've, you're doing great for yourself. You've got a lovely wife named Shannon. Lovely yes. Shannon. She's wonderful. She's a Louisiana woman. There you go. So, That's that. That explains the pork chops. That ex- yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> pork chops, bacon, eggs, potatoes, mushrooms stuffed with spinach and cheese. Yeah, nobody likes you, dude. Come on. Ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, it's just she's totally making up for the 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 <laughs> insanity oh. with you, right? With the bacon and pork chops and. No, I uh, with, took... with all due respect, different woman. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> well, how have you found? Uh, such a, let's talk about that. Being married for a minute, how how do you how? What kind of things do you guys encounter as struggles? How has she learned to accept you and to deal with you and you know to help you? She helps me a great deal. She gave me a ride over here, um, but. I also bug the shit out of her and it sometimes she'll be like, I'll say, Hey, can you help me with this? And she'll be like trying to get her lazy on or something. And she'll be like, yeah, you know, and and then I'll get kind of mad because, you know, I feel bad that I have bothered her. You know, I'm like, but my immature reaction would be, okay, sorry, I bothered you, you know, but my take you for granted reaction would be, well, could you please do it anyway? But I'm trying to find somewhere in the middle of those two. Mm-hmm. But she um, she does a whole lot for me to help me out. But then I always try to do as much myself as I can. And I really try to not expect her to be my eyes because that's not mm-hmm. her job. You know, because that would go along with when you had your sight and you lost it. That would be kind of falling back into that uh, being needed. You know, mm-hmm. you need to, you need mm-hmm. somebody when yeah. really the best way for you to get out of it is to take charge for yourself because you had to do that. Well, and th- this is the, then I can explain the arc of the story a little bit. Um, so my first wife, the one that was with me when I lost mm-hmm. my vision, when her and I split up, it was about seven years after I had lost my vision. And all of a sudden, being by myself, I realized 
um, there's some stuff that I still didn't confront and that, that I still didn't get over. And this kind of sucks, <laughs> you know, and, and I'd been dealing with it for seven years and thought I was pretty happy. And, um, you know, for example, dating, I was like, I'm dating, I'm a blind guy now. And, um, if I was in a club or something and some, you know, a chick is winking at me, I'm not going to see her. And I actually had people tell me that since I could see for so long and I have the mannerisms of people that can see, mm. uh, <clears throat> people don't know that I'm blind. So people would wave at me or, you know, wink at me or whatever. And when I wouldn't respond to them, they'd be like, man, I thought you were an asshole. <laughs> I literally had lots of people tell me that. They're like, but then I realized that you were blind and I was like, oh, and I was like, so what? Oh, is that like sympathy or understanding? Yeah. But that's the first thing. It's like, okay, how am I going to date as a blind person? But then the short version of that is <clears throat> being by myself for a few years. That's when I finally got my systems together and was able to figure things out in terms of, uh, this is how I run my house, you know, where I know where everything is. And this is, this is, um, how I figured life out. And then Shannon is with me and we, we live on top of that, you know, because she's got a way that she likes to do things and I have a way that I like to do things. And to blend those two things is a different blend than two-sided people. You know, it's not just as simple as like, you know, hey, leave the mail on the table next to the door and I'll go through it when I get home. Can't just do that. It's yeah. more like, mm -hmm. hey, can we put all the mail in this basket and can you be the mail person? Uh -huh. You know, because I don't want her to be my eyes. Like, um, and, and some of these things I find myself doing occasionally anyway when I'm in a hurry. But I'm like, I don't want to be like every time I want to wear something. What what shirt is this? Yeah. Uh, or, you know, <clears throat> what does this say? Or which beer is this? So and and I do those things sometimes if I'm in a hurry and I don't have time to get my yeah. color. Oh, of course. Out, I'm it makes like, sense. Hey, but yeah. you respect her as a person. Mm -hmm. I try my best. Cooks yes. pork chops and eggs in the morning. Right. right. Um, well, and sometimes I cook, too. But yeah. She's yeah. Just a better cook than I am. <laughs> But I mean, you, you, you realize that, you know, just, you know, obviously, you know, cause that's one thing where, you know, unfortunately some disabled people, um, you know, just in general do get into that trap where, you know, they make the other person kind of do, just do all their stuff for them. And it's kind of like, it's like, why did you just hook up for them? Because mm -hmm. I mean, there, there's an app that does that now. Okay. That yeah. kind of tells colors that, you know, are, uh -huh. is that what you're using this person for? And it, you know, it makes me fucking furious and when I, know I run some into that people, relationship. I know some blind folks that <clears throat> have t literally told me that they do that. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not going to be like all the time, like, Hey, can you go upstairs and get my Panthers Jersey? Yeah. You know what I mean? The damn thing has a, a raised number one on it. I can tell. You can find it. There you go. Yeah. Um, but if I'm in a hurry, you know, I might be like, baby, could you please pick out my pink dress shirt as a, cause it's on a rack with a pink one, a green one, a purple one, a red mm. one, an orange one, a black one, a couple of white ones. 
you know. Isn't there a song about the colors? <laughs> Little yeah, boxes. That's never mind. But I try to. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, I try to pick and choose what I ask her to do yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. That's and great. I try to do things for her when I can. I mean, I've seen because I've seen you guys interact together. I went to a party you guys had for, for the Super Bowl game, and I saw how, like, you know, you both you were doing a lot of cooking on your own. Shannon was running errands, and she came back and helped you, but you helped each other. And she's like, "I need this done," and you would do it, or you'd mm-hmm. say, "What's what's up with this part? Let me help you with this." Um, you guys are very good with kind of having a nice uh, dialogue as far as what needs to get done. So mm-hmm. I've always been very impressed by that, for sure. Absolutely, definitely. Yeah, it's. You know, she's good. She uh, she has her shit together. Um, but when we are both scatterbrained, that can get a little difficult. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, sometimes she's scatterbrained, but I might have a plan. And then I'll be like, okay, let's do it like this. Let's do it like that. And she's a little bit cantankerous. So if it doesn't make sense to her at first, she'll be like, why the fuck are we doing that? You know? Just like that, too, because I know she'd say that. Yes, she would. <laughs> I know her but, too well. <laughs> no, I, I, that, that's basically the, the shortest way that I can put it is I have to, to work extra hard not to take her for granted. And not that I'm not guilty from time to time, but I have to work at it, it because that yeah. would be really easy to do to, um, take a sided person for granted when they're around, especially if you've been sided and you know how easy it is um, to do things with your vision. I mean, I can say I, I have some sight. I've always, I mean, I was born totally blind. I was, I had cornea transplants when I was about one years old. Dude, you have dead people's corneas? Dead people's corneas. I have a dead person. I see dead oh, people's yeah. eyes. I think, I think the last person I got, I think it was an dead eight-year-old people. girl, her cornea. Uh, I don't know anything about my cornea donor, but I do have a dead person's cornea. It's really weird. I mean, I, I I was always like, dang, like that's really cool. This, you know, that that I got that in opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. After ten years, they become your corneas. Yeah, that is mine now. Shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a movie. Uh, I don't know the name of it, but it was a movie about I think this chick who got cornea transplants, and then she starts seeing like the murders that the dude committed. Oh, you see, it came oh out yeah, yeah. Ten years ago or something, I think, is when it came out. I, I never um, saw it. I just heard about it. Yeah, I, I, remember, I, remember, I don't remember the name. I, never saw I can't it. recall That's either. <laughs> but uh, I was going to say that uh, I do a lot for myself as well. I mean, I, I mean, because I've always learned how to just... Dude, you have fish. Dude, I have fish. I do have fish. Mm-hmm. I take care of my fish. I, You know, i got to tell you guys, I used to try to transfer fish to fish tanks a while back, and I would always kill them. I didn't know what I was doing. That's because you I, transferred them to the pan instead. <laughs> I was hungry. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, no, but I actually did I accomplished my first big transfer uh, a few months ago. I did it myself. I did the whole thing. I actually like nice. moved the fish and treated the Picked water. Up the fish and, out of one water, dropped it in the other tank. Well, I had to carry them across the house. Like, but I had to make sure the water was treated. You have to use a lot of their old water to do it. I actually mm-hmm. did all that oh. myself, and okay. nobody died. And I was like, dude, this is cool. Like. It was a nice, I mean, it's a small victory for some people, but for me, it was kind of nice because mm. being a fish owner that has gone through fish, it was kind of nice to do it myself. I didn't, no help. Mm. And that's kind of the thing. It's like being blind or sighted, you know, visually impaired in some kind of way. You kind of use what you have. And I could have called a friend of mine and said, hey, will you help me do this? 
Mm. But no, I was like, I'm going to do it myself. I looked up stuff, how to do it properly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Read, read about it. The internet is your friend. Oh, you, it is your friend. YouTube yeah. is your big friend. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I have fixed so many computer things and things oh, in my yeah. house. Oh, washing machines, Oh, dude. yeah. I fixed my washing machine a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I actually did that. I did that. Um, like Shannon and I went over to our friend's house that had a broken washer and we're, she's like, let me fix my washer. It's broke. I don't know what to do. And we're like, well, what's it doing? And she said, this, this, and this. And like, we looked it up and we're like, hmm, I bet you this is what's wrong. And according to this YouTube video, you mm-hmm. buy this $20 part. So we like bought the part, went over to his house, her house and... 45 minutes later, she had a new washing machine. Mm-hmm. Nice. 20 bucks. Oh, yeah. YouTube That's is it. awesome. Yes, I've YouTube learned. YouTube is great. I've learned cooking techniques. I've learned like kettlebell moves. I've learned. Kettle, you know, what's that? Kettle. It's like a, a ball. Oh, man. I, you're going to have to tell me to shut the fuck up about it now. You, you, well, you've opened you, the door. You should have told you've me to opened, shut the fuck wait, up. You've opened the crypt. Hold on. Let's, let's come back to it. But <laughs> let's, let's come back That's to that. That's a nice way of saying shut up. Yes. But, yeah, see? Because it'll be a while. Skills. But yeah. let's come back to that. Uh, but. Uh, Patrick, I want to know about you now as far as... Yeah, cool. You've been, no, you've been... I can, like, pour another beer. Yeah, there you go. Okay. So about me, um, I use kettlebells. They, um, I... <laughs> I will hurt you on this podcast. Travis turned your head. You didn't see no, shit. He doesn't, he doesn't care. Marcus, he, you're blind. He probably wants to see this shit. <laughs> yeah, well, so I... To tell my story, it's basically the, the title is Why Marcus is Awesome and I Fucking Suck. Um, <laughs> what? It, yeah, no, straight up. No, it, 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 no it was, okay, so I was born with everything I had. I hate my co-host. Then we, um, I was in Alaska. We moved there. My dad is in the Air Force, covered Dude, that on one. you're awesome because that's one of the states I haven't been to yet. Okay, yeah, it's fun to be there for like a little while and then it just kind of goes like, well, you've, you've, unless you're super outdoorsy and can manage not to get killed by a moose or bear, it's, um, you know, that, then, then it's pretty cool. But, you know, it's, yeah, yeah I, I had to get out. Um, but so we are up there. Um, we ended up actually flying to Boston, probably to the same hospital you got your eye stuff looked at, because my a lot of my family's from back east. Hmm. Um, yeah, basically same same conclusions. Um, yeah, we can we can kind of dink around to stuff and put eye drops in, put electrodes and shit going on. But yeah, we're you know can't fix you. You know it's probably not their fault. Um, actually, most likely it wasn't their fault. But you know it was <laughs> so in Alaska uh, with the school district, I was one of very few blind people. Um, in the entire state, um, we are, or uh, we're oil funded. A lot of things are tanking. BP is flaying off everybody left and right. All these different things. People are leaving, but a lot of oil going on. So I fucking lucked out. They were sending me devices now that it was good and bad because they would send these printers that, you know, braille printer, stuff like that cost a buttload of money, but nobody knew how to fucking use any of it. The instruction manuals were just, I mean, just you know, phone just books. yeah, yeah, phone books yeah. written by technical writers, and there's like five of them who can actually pull it off. The rest of them, no, I think they try to go be as confusing as they possibly fucking can. Just you know, nature of the job. Um, but it's you know, so yeah, I mean, I was getting stuff and I was getting some help, you know, and it was you know, so it was kind of you know, almost you know, guilty where I'm having this lavished on me, but I really still can't fucking use it, and it's just one of those where you know, yes, I was getting resources. And, you know, there was certainly, you know, room for improvement, but, you know, I, I was definitely, uh, definitely getting more attention than a lot of people and many other states, including yourself, because I was one of very few blind people in a state that was economically doing pretty well. Um, I, 
what was it? I yeah, I went to college, um, majored in majored in music. Other sax brother as well. You play sax? Yeah, straight up. Yeah. Jake didn't yeah. tell me that. Yeah, no, we're, okay. We're, yeah. We're so is you that what Copper Bells? Shove it. The... <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, kettlebell. That's something kettle different. Yeah, straight up. Um, so yeah, so needs more cowbell. Yeah, I have a fever that can be cured by more He's cowbell. Have a of more cowbell. Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, there's actually oh, there's there's actually a beer. Um, I think it's called uh, oh, it's something. By, black Bayou Brewing. I, I could be wrong about Why that, but the beer's thing? called uh, Black Cowbell. Hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and so, and so um, it, 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 was anyway. at one of, it was at one of our parties, and uh, I said, hey, I'm out of beer. I need another beer. And my wife says, you mean you need more cowbell? Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. Never liked her. Anyway. she's She wants to be on the podcast. All right. Straight up. Yeah. Oh. Well, I want to do a music section at some point where get a couple of blind musicians up here and have their saxophone players. Yeah. Well, may as well. I mean, Let's get shit. a sexy bitches on the it, podcast. And then have, their, had, then have their significant others, you know, kind of talk about their experiences. All So that, that might happen. We might yeah. be having Shannon on this podcast at some point. Yeah. Um, well, she plays too. Sweet. What does she play? Flute. Nice. I awesome. didn't know that. Huh. That's really cool. She's yeah, a flute. She's ridiculous too. She kind of. I think it's flautist. She kind of taught me how to play flute. Flautist. When I'll be practicing for like a musical or something, I'll be in there going, and she'll be like, all of a sudden I'm in my own lab by myself, and I'll hear, what note is that you're playing? You're playing it wrong. Uh, it's a D. How are you fingering that? And I tell her, and she's put your fucking ring finger down. Oh. <laughs> Dude, she owned you. She does. Does. does she beat you? She. <laughs> <laughs> Have you have you Move. fallen down some stairs, Marcus? Move. You can tell us. Ha. Okay. Moving on. Would you like some hot cocoa? <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. You so college music. Yes, yes. Yeah, go ahead. Um, and then yeah, I came down to uh, Austin because I was, you know, I wanted to be in a town with people in it and a bus system that didn't shut down at five thirty at night. Um, from which town? Uh, well, Moscow, Idaho, and it's a great town. It's just you they said don't Moscow believe. at first, and my mind was like. <gasps> Oh, Idaho. He isn't no, that cool. No, I've been to Moscow. I've been to Paris. I mean, Idaho and Texas. Whoa, um, yeah, I've been all I'm around. Sucks. All around the world. <laughs> you both suck. From Dallas to Fort Worth, to quote the Futurama lawyer. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was... Um, I think I'm about to sneeze here in a second. Yeah, no worries. I'll lean away from the mic. Just Appreciate it. I'm sure Travis does more than Yeah, he doesn't want your, your nasty blind germs in the mic. Yeah. yeah ain't it... <laughs> yeah, yeah, go. <laughs> Demons come out. Oh, just jerk my monitor out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So really, um, not much more to the. I mean, I'm you know, got a got projects and stuff going on. But as far as the blindness related stuff, um, I find myself you know hearing a lot of you know eh, you know from people who have lost their sight and like yeah, no offense, but I really do think if you are born blind that you have it a lot easier. I'm like. Fuck yeah, I agree with you 100 fucking percent. You had something, you lost it, you know, had to spend time adjusting, you know, and, and basically fortifying your character way more than I've ever had to. I would disagree with you that you really? had it easier, though. Yeah, I mean, we, we could, this could be a whole nother podcast. Oh, yeah. In general, no, no, this is good. Go ahead. This but, is good. Yeah, that's a, this, this is the meat That's what now. this is about, yeah. But, um... Of course, I can't speak for somebody that was born blind, but I can say that there's things that I know 
about the world innately uh, that I can fall back on from <clears throat> when I could see could that see. help me being blind. Like what? Like what kind of things? Um, spatial stuff primarily. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, uh, I know innately, of course, that when you have something burning, that the heat goes straight up. Yeah. And that's something that you can learn as a blind person. Um, but it's just more solid if you've seen it. It's more firsthand. solid. The the spatial relationship is more solid. Or huh. to realize um if you know the fire pit is ten feet that way and somebody goes, walk around that fire pit because that's where the hot dog table is. Yeah. You innately can know how to walk an arc. Mm -hmm. To get to the, I mean, that's a stupid example, but that's. I understand. It, you you innately know how to walk a wide circle arc, uh, to get to this other table without getting near the fire. Pit. The word of the day, people, is innately. Innately, absolutely. Yeah. Well, innately is, um, it's how you know, <clears throat> vision. There, there's yeah. no better way to explain it's it. A it's a pretty good just, way to explain it. it it's yeah. just innate. Mm -hmm. But. You know, I, I would love to discuss this more because if you think that uh, you might have it easier, I think that I have it easier. <laughs> that this this is a, this is good. Like Jake go. said, yeah, go, this, yeah, yeah. I, I well, I think, um, and as far as I mean, there's there's there are some things um, that I've I've learned innately. Um, just be like, if I'm walking down a hall and it was just in, in the cool, I, I think the first thing that really kind of unplugged me and made me, you know, the, just from the, 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 the stupid matrix and made me realize that, you know, sight was not this big magical force. You know, I was just this, you know, muggle motherfucker, um, <laughs> was <laughs> I was in, in, uh, that's called, a, that's called six, a motherfuggle. Motherfucker nuts. <laughs> Well, I was 16 and and taking physics, and I got a D. I'm not fucking physics smart. Awesome. But it was so cool. And they were just talking about light just being a wave that, yes, it vibrated a lot faster and did a lot cooler shit in a, in a lot of aspects. But it was just, you know, just how it bent. And, like, for example, if you're walking down a long hallway, What's you start... What's the Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. You keep laughing. I'll keep talking. There you go. No, I'll, I'll, I'll laugh too. Um, like, say... For example, if you're at the beginning of a hallway, long hall, and there's a, like a, in, a, in a school, there's a classroom door that's at the very end, it's open and there's music playing from it. If you hear music on the right and you walk up to it, you'll think the room's on the right, but it's actually on the left because the sound will bounce off the hard mm -hmm. wall, which actually, even though it's brick, will reflect sound like a mirror. It just, you know, mm -hmm. it, that's a an audio mirror, essentially, as far as, you know, it'll bounce it right back down to you. And things <laughs> reflect and refract and do all that kinds of things. Well, um, now that is something that I had to learn too, though, because mm -hmm. as a yeah. sighted person, mm -hmm. sighted people are fucking lazy. Let me just <laughs> let me just get that get <laughs> that out. They um, are. So those reviews, and, guys. Um, well, it's not. It's not a. <laughs> so th this is going to sound weird. It's not a dig on sighted people. It's the fact that. They don't really have to do a lot of stuff. His next that, show is that blah blah blah. Go hit him there at the car. <laughs> yep. that, that, that we have to do Hold because <laughs> so take him out. <laughs> so what you just told me, you're listening to music coming down the hallway. Yeah. You approach it 
it's on your right. You're like, ooh, the room's on the right. You turn, bash your head on the wall on the right, and then you're turning around away from the wall that just bit you. You turn around from the wall that just bit you, and you realize the room is on your left. Mm -hmm. So you had to do a lot of steps to learn that. A sighted person, they look down the hallway and see it. They're missing out on that Klingon forehead kind of thing when you slam it into so much fucking shit. They're they're missing around on the three steps that you had to go through to figure out where the fucking music was. It's way more intricate for you because you actually had to build, you know, to develop that stuff and build it where it's like they just look, they they could just do it. Where, so, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Sorry, yeah, but it makes me a lot more of a cantankerous asshole, and I wouldn't trade that for anything. So. Well, yeah. me either. <laughs> that, that, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, they... Travis, you're a lazy-sided person. <laughs> Uh-oh. I can't disagree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah please don't stop recording us out of uh, reverse Oh, I saw ableism. It's okay. well, <laughs> see, if you don't want him to stop recording, just cover his monitor. He won't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah. Anyway, go ahead with your. Uh, well, just a, a few things like for spatial awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that helped me taking marching band in college because it was so cool because they would they have everybody close their eyes at some point and do. Uh, it, we had a good marching band. Some of these dick holes that in in some <laughs> colleges would be like. Well, you can play in the stands if you want to. I don't know if we can have you marching around. You're blindness. And, you know, if I had friends go through that. And I just went, if my fucking dumb ass can figure it out, they had zero problem. So, you know, just one of those things where, you know, yeah, I had a guy next to me kind of marching the steps and making sure what was going on, you know, that I was following the right way. But if I fucked up, I'm going to get brass instruments and orifices I didn't know I had. <laughs> so that was incentive. And therefore, I learned some spatial awareness like a motherfucker because yeah. that's how it's done. Trial by fire. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> or by bludgeoning. True. That's very true. <laughs> that's a good call. Yeah. That's, really yeah. Good. <laughs> that's very cool because I could see when I was in high school and they didn't make me march. And I was like, okay. That's right. Because I didn't want to get up at seven and walk around. Well, it's the power of no. Take weather. the worst task you ever want to do. Somebody's like, I don't believe you can. You know, and that's, you know, I don't believe you are, you are not capable of cleaning the dog shit out of my yard. And I'm like, oh, I'll show you. Ten minutes later, I'm like, why am I doing this? Right. I'm, I'm doing it for free just to prove a fucking point. Yeah. Right. Anyway, well, that's how I work. Well, what about even like stuff like, okay, so let's say, let's talk about street crossings. So, Marcus, you know, you your vision was waning at some point. Maybe you had to cross the street. He's going to laugh at me about the a couple of weeks ago. I, I, I might be. I want to hear it. I, I'd like to laugh at you as well. <laughs> okay, but but I want to hear your your opinions on, on this to both of you because this is going to be kind of because Patrick, you know, he's I see Patrick cross streets all the time, and I'm like, someone's good. I, I get scared for him, and I'm, I'm somewhat sighted. Today is a good day to die. Yeah, but even I get scared. I'm like, shit, I should help him. Crap, crap, crap. Oh, but then it's he's got it. He's made it across the street. He's dodged all the barriers. The cars haven't hit him. So damn it! There goes my spot on the evening news. <laughs> I know. I'm, like, I'm like, dude, the car went. <laughs> anyway, damn. it well, was a Chevy. Yeah, a big Chevy. Because of the emblem stamped on Patrick's forehead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, see, I wouldn't get to spend my life insurance, so I have a vested interest. Um, but yeah, no, it's like, you know, both of the times I've been hit by a car in my life, I've had something to do with it. And I think that really erased the fear. A Tell lot us of about times. The, one, the, the funniest time when you were reading a book. Oh, yes. Jason Zinneman's shock value. We were talking. It was about uh, 70s and 80s horror movies. Get that. You were reading a book. And well, I had a, a I had an earbud in Audio. one ear. You know, and it was, you know, I'd done some overtime. First of all, dumbass. Holy crack, you're, you you're, you're a doofus. When you cross, okay. You just learned. Okay, I always, okay, I, that's awesome. I always, no, you are a saxophone player, so. I always have my headphones on, I'm always having music on when I'm crossing the street, but even, when, when, when I'm walking around, but when I cross the street, I pause that shit, 
and I crossed the street. It wasn't loud. It went, no, Patrick. But I was reading about Land of the Dead, all the stuff that Romero did, all about how the movie actually was a and lot more political. he's dead now. Notice that he's dead too. <laughs> yeah, but he took a while. And he did some more. And he actually had a fucking career. So yeah, pay attention to him. You know, R.I.P. George Romero, we love you. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Jake, sorry. Go get him with a zombie. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> come back from the dead, a la your movies. I and just want my cake Bedelia. <laughs> so you got hit by a car because you're reading a book. Yeah, well, I mean, it was it was half on. It, it, he was moving slow. I caught the the bumper, like the middle of the bumper in my knee. It was very low to the ground car. Um, you know, so I mean, it, a lot of it was. I mean, it, you know, he he wasn't exactly the best driver in the Did city of Boston. Um, the best walker. Actually, either. I wasn't. I mean, my my leg hurt for like a couple days, but it was you know no big deal. Okay. But, you know, he was scared, scared shitless. Oh my god, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, we both fucked up. Let's just be more careful. Okay, thank you, sir. I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, really? yeah. Wow. It was it was just one of those. You know, it's just like I had enough to do I gotta with go. it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had enough to do with it to where it was like I I just really couldn't do anything. But yeah, and then the other time I was I was, I was trying to jump behind a car because it wasn't moving, and then that's when it picked the time to back up, and it was dark. And I didn't have my cane out, and there may or may not have been beer involved on my part. Um, so that was you know. Get your hands off me, Jake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it was just it was a couple of things, you know. It was just you know, but the thing is, because I was a dickhead and had enough to do with these things, I'm like, okay, I think I can kind of tangle. And so the thing that's going to kill me. Going to tangle. Yeah. yeah. So if anything's gonna kill me, it's gonna be moving pretty fast and would have taken out probably you know, a sighted person if I were, you know, me as if I Who were. Who are you people? So street crossing. <laughs> yeah. So, so what about your? So how did you... <laughs> thank you, Marcus. We're getting back on track. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> so yeah. So Patrick, when you kind of realized you had to cross the street by yourself the first time, or how did you get mobility lessons? What, what did I you did. I yes, I, I got mobility lessons and. You know, I did get the I did get the rundown of hey when the cars are moving beside you then you go in parallel cars, traffic yes. yeah when the cars are going in front of you don't mm -hmm. it hurts <laughs> yeah so so there's parallel and perpendicular traffic so parallel yes like he said they're going mm -hmm. beside you people not, yes you know, parallels yeah. beside you yes um, do not go with perpendicular do or, not put the dick in perpendicular right. make sure that or, you don't have to slam on the brakes or they're coming toward you if you're going you know different dire other direction yeah. but yes. Uh, don't cross two streets at once like I do on accident. He's diagonal. Yeah, a few times, yeah. I saw him do that once. It's kind of scary. Yeah. You know, in Hawaii, that's like cool. Everybody does that. They have Aloha. This, that's where I'm fucking going. They have this thing where both red lights happen at once. Hmm. So there's a light cycle instead of, um, and I don't mean the Tron light cycle. Wow. Uh, instead <laughs> of one road going and then it's stopping and the other one going. Um, one will go, the other one will go, and then they'll both stop, hmm. and the intersection just fills with people, and they just like walk diagonal or wherever they want to go, and then it starts again. Sweet, it's super cool. So we should have that here. It's not like traffic can get any fucking slower here. I know it. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, you could, you could like outwalk cars. I mean, I do it all the yeah. time. I'm like, yeah, that you know. That's why I'm not afraid because the car's going like point eight miles an hour because it's this fucking. I city. mean, the Fiat that I'm walking beside is like we're going like you know side by side. Mm -hmm. And the Prius, I can't hear him behind me, but I'm sure it's there. Mm -hmm. yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, Marcus, what about you? Like, um, like I told you, when I was in high school, middle school, I could see. But since I was at the school for the blind, I was made to take mobility. Well, I had to take mobility <clears throat> if I wanted to get a full card and be able to go off campus. Mm -hmm. So I took mobility. And it was cool because when I ended up losing my vision, my 
brain opened up this dusty trunk of like blind skills. And I was like, oh, so I actually didn't really have to take mobility and all that. I just had to re-tap into that. And it was cool because I did it at my own pace. But, um, you know, I, I was told by a friend of mine, uh, another saxophone player who was born blind, um, one of the reasons I moved back to Austin was because my girlfriend was here because I knew the town because I'm from Texas. Also, I knew that I would have a support network. Mm -hmm. You know, I knew there was people, I knew tons of blind people of every variety and that there was people that would be able to, um, give me advice. So one of these, you know, one of these times I called my friend Robert and I said, Hey man, what's the deal? How can you, he, he's one of the best mobility people that I know. And I was like, how can you be so good at this? And he, he was telling me things like, he says, man, when you walk down the street, you can hear doors. And I said, you mean when a door opens? And he said, no, he said, you can hear where the door is. And I was like, huh? And usually doors are recessed by, mm -hmm. you know, even an inch, you can hear it. Mm -hmm. And he says, he says, you'll, you'll know, you know, go, go and walk. Cause I lived downtown at the time. He said, go and walk down the streets downtown. The sidewalks or the, the curbs are all going to be level with the buildings. You know, everything's in squared offline. So just walk around and you'll figure it out. And about two years after I, you know, lost my functional vision, I started to notice dark spots. I think the first one I ever heard was a telephone pole. But it's like you're walking and you hear all the sounds swirling and echoing around you. And all of a sudden there's a dark spot. I was like, what? And I put my cane out and there's a telephone pole there. And I'm like, Ooh, okay, I can hear that. It's Magic. like even when like, you, have something, you have something beside you, like a wall mm -hmm. beside uh -huh. you. It, it's exactly like that. It absorbs the space. But okay. mm -hmm. so then I would walk, you know, downtown and I'd just be walking down the street and I'd hear differences or dark spots. And I'd put my cane out and check it out. It turned out that those were doors. And I was like, that's what he was talking about. And then, um, so I'd say two years, I started to hear those kinds of things. Mm. Um, <clears throat> it wasn't until about eight years after the loss of my vision that my ears just opened up. I could hear things that I never thought possible. I could tell you the, the denomination of a coin that was dropped on the floor or even an object that I didn't know um, you know, that, that I didn't know I'd be able to figure out like, Hey man, somebody just dropped a Zippo on the floor, mm. like a lighter, or, uh -huh. you know, you drop a cassette tape or just, and, and you're like, wow. And, uh, so to get back to the street crossing thing, this was one of the skills that I looked back on and I remembered parallel traffic. Okay. And then I thought that when I was in Boston, you'd always cross the street with a bus. Uh, if there was a bus next to you, it was, you know, a blessing because you always cross with the bus because mm -hmm. if the bus doesn't have a turn signal, it's going to go straight, hopefully. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's not going to be a car that's going to run through a bus to run you over. Yeah. So walk next to the bus. And then in Austin, I can't see, but I'm like, oh, parallel traffic here. It starts and I go. And very, you know, rarely... Um, did I have an issue with a car in the turn lane because those crazy turn cuts 
are what kind of screwed me up. Yeah. Like Jake knows. That's what he was going to laugh at me about. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, when I went to Southwest Texas State, uh, I had to cross MLK and Red River at five in the afternoon every single afternoon. So that kind of... Oh, to catch the shuttle? Yeah, to yeah. get from the shuttle to the bus stop to go home. Uh -huh. That kind of galvanized me against my fear of crossing streets. Now, there's still streets that I don't cross. Yeah. You know, um, at my house, I have to walk three blocks south to get to Burnett and Koenig, only to walk back up three blocks to get to the stop that I would want to go south. And I don't do that. Uh, or because that's six blocks extra walking, and I don't just jaywalk across, burn it, because that's putting my life in my own hands. So I walk four blocks east in residential and catch the five instead of mm -hmm. the three. So there's a way to do things like that. Yeah, I-35 okay. jacks me up. I'm a little... Certain parts. You yeah, don't yeah. cross 35. <laughs> I cross 35 downtown. I know how to cross it downtown. Yeah, like, yeah if it was downtown, or yeah. Like, not obviously... You mean the actual freeway? Yeah. Oh, it's easy downtown. Yeah. Don't do that, dude. No, there's so it, many people that get squashed flat doing that. No, it's, it's pretty easy down there. It's actually pretty straightforward because half okay. the town is walking with you anyway. Yeah, I'll we'll do it sometime. I'll show you. Yeah, no, I, I want to be along on this as well because I mean, I yeah. If Shannon uh, hears this, I'm gonna get my ass. Kicked. She's gonna hear it so even yeah. before I have it. Even before I've done it, she's gonna be like, "You're not crossing 35." It's like you thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, there yeah. Th there are two more things that I want to touch on real quick. Uh, so you mentioned that you know your ears opened up as well mm -hmm. and. A lot of one of the big misconceptions that people have is that our symptoms are heightened. Okay, yeah, that's the questions. You have the questions that people ask you, and in the 99.9th percentile is, don't your senses get better if you lose one? It's not true. No, you, you train them. You just you pay, train them. You just pay more attention. You pay more attention. If you, if I mean, one, we're all if, hearing the same shit pretty much. Yeah. yeah. The same you, ear I mean, my ears are actually worse than you guys probably, but yes, you... <laughs> you you just train yourself or get used to yeah. hearing. We're not things. superheroes. They're not heightened. It's just that no. if you have one sense that, that if you have one, you know, thing that's, that's diminished, you, you're able to distribute more information to the other senses yeah. that well, allow and, them. And just to, the brain mapping. You're actually, yeah, yeah, the brain mapping. You're actually mapping. to devote more yeah. brain power to that one. Exactly. Sense. You can distribute so it's it like kind of so. like, <clears throat> it's kind of like if you're sitting there listening to something through a door but you're typing on your computer. You're not going to hear nothing. But if you walk over to the door and put your ear to the door, you can hear what's going on on the other side. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like you're able to do that now. Now that you don't have to worry about things that are coming in through your eyes, you can be doing something else and have your ear to the door because you mm -hmm. donate extra time to your ears. And just as a demo of the dark spots, um, everybody close your eyes. Um, take your... Um, that was a dark spot. Okay, there you go. Yeah, that was, that was super dark. Um, take your hand, I'm put it near spot. your ear, not on it, but near it, and just kind of slowly move it a few inches back and forth, and then, you know, um, maybe a foot. Jake's over there moving his hand a yeah. few inches back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Just and then um, you'll hear that there's a change in what you can hear, especially if you're around something noisy. You're gonna hear that, and uh, like that's Patrick. that's how that's how we uh, take out Wilson Fisk. Uh, so gonna do that. Go for it. Cool. Well, just really quick before we go. So uh, use these eight seconds. Well, um, go oh, go I mean, keep going for a minute. Well, I was just saying, um, Marcus, like, okay, you, you've just, I mean, seriously, you impressed me with the amount of just retooling you've had to do with your eyesight going and having been told some, you know, just horrendous news and having to adapt to it and spending a year and a half just kind of, you know, getting with yourself and, and getting going on, um, you know, just, just getting, pulling yourself together 
revamping, rebuilding. What advice do you have for somebody who is in your position? What, you know, what, what, any tips and tricks that you yourself just like would, would tell somebody? Uh, don't give up and make a game out of it. I mean, I've seen people that have committed suicide over losing their vision and it's terrible. Yeah. Um, you know, suicide awareness is a real thing, you know, for that. Um, but you can also, if you can learn to see not being able to do something as an interesting new way to look at it, then that'll get you through. Like some people are like, Ooh, it would be really cool if I could fly and then they can fly and they're like, Oh, this is great. You know, but if somebody's like, Oh, well I can't see anymore. This fucking sucks. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, wait a minute, I can't see. So I need to find a different way to do that. I need to crack the puzzle. And if you can get in touch with that, um, that obstinate desire to do it anyway, to give a big fuck off to whatever the circumstances are that put you in that situation, that'll get you through. That'll do it for you. And then once you do that, you know, you said, you know, you're impressed with me and I really appreciate that. I don't want to take anything away from that, but it's not really necessary. (laughs) But what really the impressed with me that really makes me happy is when I take like a little stuffed teddy bear and I'm in a room full of my bandmates and, uh, Akina, this, this lady that I play with, um, she hassles me about my vision sometimes. And I hassle her about, you know, her giant Afro and, uh, you know, (laughs) we, we, we love each other. She's great. But one day I took a, a teddy bear cat toy kind of thing, and threw it across the room and hit her with it in the middle of a room full of people. <laughs> nice. And she still tells that story today. She's yeah. like, this blind motherfucker hit me with an animal. <laughs> and a, uh, Oh, and here's another one. Teddy Ruxpin. No, oh, oh it went, dude, a Teddy Ruxpin would knock you the fuck out. It's got like... Especially if the tape was still the, the, playing. The, the How cas- insulting would that be? The cassette player and stuff. But... <laughs> But uh, we go to these barbecue places and we'll eat and, and Akina will uh, order a hamburger, but then want to go around and sample stuff out of everybody's plate. You know, and I'm like, you better stay away from my ribs or I'm going to shank you with my fork. And she's like, oh, yeah, whatever, you know, and you can hear these dark spots, you know, you can hear somebody reaching towards your plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, and uh, it's true. We're on, she reached we're, toward my plate, and I stabbed her with my fork. Yeah, and that's the last time she's messed with my food. <laughs> See, <laughs> bitches, we are on to you. That's right. We know <laughs> what you're doing. Ribs knows no boundaries. Yeah, you don't mm-hmm. fuck with our food. Yeah. Right. Uh, anyway, uh, that's cool. So I guess uh, you guys, we are about out of time. So mm-hmm. thank you very much for tuning in and listening. And this is Marcus Cardwell as our guest, and. Um, We'll post a link to where you can find his information and whatnot. Okay. And, and just because it was mentioned, if you are going through vision loss, you are suicidal, um, please get help. The number for the National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-TALK. Obviously, as Marcus has said, it's not fucking worth it. And you can just kick this thing's ass and throw stuffed animals at people. And, yeah. we, nail them, so. and we will always answer the phone if you call us then. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, so please, uh, as usual, stay tuned and uh, give us uh, feedback and reviews and take care. 
See you later. Content pending.